Christian Javier on the mound, the Astros were sure to get a win, right? Well, not only him, Chaz's glovey flashed leather. They hit a bunch of doubles tonight. They doubled up the Cubs, and they stopped Steele's six-game win streak. They win the first two games of the series. It's a series win. They go on to tomorrow. We'll talk about that more on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HTML Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, the Astros played some inspiring baseball today. They doubled their pleasure, so to speak. They went ahead and hit a lot of doubles, and a lot of it was in the fourth inning. I, I mean, I'm sure they've done it. I just can't remember when they've done it recently, where it was just back-to-back-to-back doubles, and it was a very impressive sight. And I know that the Astros um, sometimes have that magic, but uh, definitely they're going to play the Cubs again on Wednesday. And it's going to be at 710, first pitch again. Uh, so catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. You can uh, download the SXM app. Just search Astros. And pretty soon, all the Locked On Astros uh, podcasts will be available there, in addition to all the other resources. So go ahead and make us your first listen. Become an everydayer on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Become an everydayer. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Just go and do it. It doesn't take that long. Just go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube and make us your first listen. So, uh, yeah, this was a interesting game. Uh, it was one of those games where you're facing the Man of Steel and a guy that was six and zero, and you had to find a like uh, trying to find a, his kryptonite. And the kryptonite was uh, just not trying to crush the ball, but just you. He only allowed five hits one walk. So the Astros did scored five runs off of him off of five hits, which is pretty impressive. And they did that by doing the uh, doubling up, up like you talked about earlier. Yeah. And they jumped on him early. They didn't let him get settled. They didn't let him get comfortable. They didn't let him get in a groove. And remember, you know, in, in those six games, he does, I think he had like 31 strikeouts going into this game today, but they jumped on pitches early um, when you do that and when you have a squad like the Houston Astros, Dubon, another multi-hit game, two for four, Jordan Alvarez, a multi-hit game, and Chas McCormick, a multi-hit game. And everybody contributed except for Abreu and Maldonado. That seems to be a common theme. I was really hoping that Abreu would take part in the doubles parade. They had five total doubles, Eric. The record in a Major League Baseball game is seven. I was trying to see what the record was for RBI doubles because they had four RBI doubles. So I don't know what the record in an inning is, but four RBI doubles in one inning seems to be pretty close to a record. I'm not sure. I looked up and down 
Baseball Almanac. I looked on all these different places. I even reached out to Elias Sports. I'm going to try to find that out because that's got to be some kind of record for one single inning for RBI doubles. But it was great to see. Um, Jordan Alvarez's double was a foot from being a home run. Um, it's just good, Eric, to see this offense. Look, Bregman was – he was 0 for 1. He did have a walk. He did have an RBI, and he, he did score a run. Even though he didn't get a hit, he contributed. And so you like to see that Alvarez and Tucker hitting back-to-back. And, you know, the two lefties, this is their seventh game, I believe, in a row to hit back-to-back, either seventh or sixth game in a row. And now, Eric, those two combined – are 13 well they were 13 for 42 after the first two hits so they're hitting around 300 as they're gone back to back and so that is a really good sign for things going forward yeah i know that uh you had dust baker who was a little bit worried about the uh hitting tucker and alvarez back to back but you saw in this game that uh they handled the lefty pretty well and i love the fact that kyle tucker actually knocked one of the panels off the scoreboard wall, and then you saw Alvarez just barely miss a home run there. And uh, so you you had Alvarez with two hits in this game. Dubon had two hits in this game. And they had five d- doubles in this game overall. So it was just awesome to just see everything. It wasn't cool to see Alex Bregman get hit in the left foot with 82-mile-per-hour slider early in the game, but he was able to run it off, and uh, he he had an RBI sack fly later in the, in the game. But uh, it's just good to see these type of games where the offense score, and then you're able to limit them. And then Chaz McCormick um, made that great catch. I, I do want to say, Oscar brought it up in here, and I, I know I was doing streaking orange on relevant earlier. I told Brandon and a couple other people it did hit the wall into his glove. So that's what I saw, but they, they still continued play. They didn't review it. So it still counts as an out, but it literally, hmm. if this is the wall, mm-hmm. um, here's Chaz McCormick's glove. It literally hit the wall and then went into his glove. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, I just know, I just know the uh, the picture we have on the Canva shows the ball in his glove with his glove facing out. So that's that is that is interesting. Let's see. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. The picture. I'm zooming in. I just i I guess if his glove was turned back and then he's bringing it forward, I can see that because it looks like he snow coned it pretty good. But dude, he jumped. This yeah. guy got up. I mean, you would have thought Chaz McCormick was trying was to the timing, well, the way he the timing, yeah. the height of his jump. You would have thought he was trying to be in next year's NBA dunk contest. Um, you know, because he was like, "Look, the Rockets didn't get the first overall pick. I can jump." And so, um, Chaz McCormick, dude, flashed the leather. And there is conversation to be had. You know, p- people are saying here in the chat, Chaz should be the everyday center fielder. Look. I don't think Chaz or Jake are permanent center fielders. Okay. I think they platoon and that's where they played best. I don't think our starting center fielder is here yet. Chaz McCormick's not going to be the center fielder here for the next five or six years. Jake Myers isn't either. They're going to be in a platoon position. And I just believe that 
right now we focus on what they do well in the games. And both right. of them are flashing the leather. Both of them are making defensive plays, and they're both getting hits. So share the time. Give them 50-50 shots. This is what I would do, and this is what I would like to see. If a guy's hot, if a guy's hitting, let him stay in a few games. Don't don't pull him from the game. You know, Diaz hits a home run. Start him the next game. Let him play. Let the kids play. Let them get into a rhythm. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. I've watched it three or four times while you're talking, and I still see it uh, bouncing off the wall. But it's still, well, hey, you know what? Sometimes the catcher. ball bounces your way, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, how many times have we had outfield hits that yeah. were actually not catches because, like, like catcher's interference? Right. If I need to bring yeah. up the old Jose Altuve, actually went yard play, but. What a good series. What was funny was one of the Locked On Cubs um, co-hosts, Sam, he said, hey, guys, can you just let us win one game? And I'm like, no, <laughs> we want to win all three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's especially as bad as the Astros have been at times this season. Uh, the, for the first time, they are a season high four games above uh 500. So you want to get every win. I mean, it's a, a, so rare that Astros offense has struggled as much. And we'll talk about where they are in terms of home runs uh, in a little bit. But definitely this episode is sponsored by So Rare. Yeah, definitely. So Rare is an excellent and a fun and amazing fantasy baseball game. Look, I love it. I'm winning cards. I'm moving up in ranks. I'm trading cards. You can do training during the week and you can up your cards value. So the next week when you play in competitions, you can actually be in that top tier. If you get in the top tier, you can win game day experiences. You can win um, autographed items. You can win tickets to games. Go to SoRare.com slash locked on. It's the officially licensed digital card of Major League Baseball. You can collect, play, and it's free. I will tell you this. You got to realize that, yeah, it is free and it is fun. But if you want to spend money, you can. I mean, the the option is there for you to open up your wallet and you can spend as much as you want or spend as little as you want. Most of the people I know talk to, they don't spend anything. They have fun not spending money. So that's that's your lane. So rare is it? It's so rare that you come across such a great app like this. Check it out today. So rare.com slash locked on. All right, so I know that um, the Cubs are trying to get a W. They're trying to get a victory. And uh, this is a young team. Uh, we saw Matt uh, Melvis, I believe his name is, or Mervis. Matt Mervis, yeah. Yeah, so he had a blast. That was, um, uh, it, it looked like he had such a sweet swing. Once he decides, figures out at the big league level, he's going to be a stud. But uh, that was his first big league home run. That was the only one that, only run that Javier gave up. And in this game, uh, overall, six innings, two hits, one run. Two walks, five straight strikeouts, three point twenty-five ERA. Uh, it's not quite the C, the ERA is not quite where you want it to be, but you've seen him dominate a little bit more recently. And after, especially after Frommer only went four innings the day before, he gave you six innings. He probably could have gone one more inning. He was at eighty-eight pitches, but I think Dusty Baker. Just wanted to just bring in. Uh, he had Matt Gage. He can throw out two innings. That almost backfired on the Astros. But then, well, uh, Phil yeah, Mitton I mean, came in. I mean, they had a big enough lead. Look, this is a Cubs team that has 
lost four in a row. We've won four in a row. They won one in St. Louis, one in Minnesota. They lost the three in a row before that. I mean, this this Cubs team is losing a lot more than they're winning lately. They are they are in a some, somewhat I wouldn't say spiral, but they have definitely not performed up to expectations. Christian Javier, I don't necessarily want him extended right now. I want him successful. In the last ten and two thirds innings, the Astros bullpen has been absolutely stellar. Right. They've been holding holding runs, keeping runs off the board. Matt Gage gives up. Um, a couple cheap runs in the end where, and I say cheap runs, they were up seven to one. So those, those runs don't hurt you. That home run um, was not cheap, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I no, but they're, but they're cheap runs. I mean, it, it's not like it brought the game within one run. Um, I want someone like Matt Gage, if he's going to struggle, I'd rather him struggle in a game where there's a big lead, then he can go back and fix that. He can look at what he did. And then if he gets, the responsibility of taking on a more high leverage situation. He can be a little bit more prepared, but I think Matt Gage is, I think there's a lot more upside to him than not. So again, the Astros come out and they do it. They look good. Their fourth straight game. They are four games above 500 for the first time this season. Um, and so the Houston Astros are starting to really, I think hit their stride. Um, they are now just three games back of the Rangers. And if I, you would have told me that on March, on May 16th, I'd be saying that I wouldn't believe you before the season. But, hey, the Rangers, they lost a huge prospect today. Kumar Rocker, done. Done for the season. He's going to have to have surgery on his elbow. He's going to have to have Tommy John. So they just got hit with another major blow, a guy that they thought was going to come up at some point this season late in the season and make contributions. He was a guy that the Mets steered clear of. The Mets chose not to draft because of his arm and his past surgery issues. So everything's not great in Rangerland. And so the Astros just need to keep doing what they do. JP France has been a solid rookie. His first two starts, he gets his first home start back home, back home. Um, I didn't bring him in with me, but in my truck, I've got packs of, Fake mustaches that we're going to wear, that I'm going to wear at the game. I'm going to pass them out to whoever sees me. We're going to wear some JP France mustaches. We're going to do that. Okay, cool. Uh, in a second, we're going to talk a little bit about what Jose Altuve did in his um, first appearance uh, with a Corpus Christi hooks. Um, we're going to also, what's the update on Lance McCullers? Because he did have a very good bullpen today. So that's something we will be discussing today. Uh, but um, Jose Abreu, over three tonight, two strikeouts, and he was pinch hit for later in the game. I mean, granted, the Astros were up seven to one at the time, and typically in a game where you have a big lead, it's perfectly normal to remove your veteran guys. And so Dusty Baker was asked after the game, is something wrong with Jose Abreu? And he said, Abreu's fine. He wanted to get him off his feet. Baker said, David Hensley is playing tomorrow, too. So he wanted to get him in a bat tonight. He's so considerate. Baker said, didn't say where Hensley was playing tomorrow. So that doesn't mean Abreu is also out tomorrow. So I know we saw a two-hit game the night before from Abreu. Uh, but Hensley is likely going to stay whenever Altuve comes up because I don't think you need Salazar. 
Uh, but you need somebody because Yiner Diaz cannot play first base if you have uh, if you only have two catchers because then you're gonna have a situation where let's say there's injury, then you have to take the the first baseman away or something like that. I mean, I guess you well, can. You take, yeah, you take the first yeah. baseman away. You put you put Hensley there. Right. I mean, that's why Hensley's gonna stay. Oh yeah. So, so yeah. So look, I think at the end of the day. Look, whatever. Hensley's going to get in there. Hensley just needs to hit the damn ball. I'm sorry. He just he he has been terrible at the plate this year. Jose Abreu has been terrible. Um, we were hoping that he would kind of get out of his funk. And I actually talked about it twice on two different Louisiana sports shows, one in the morning, one in the afternoon today, about maybe this is Abreu's time to turn it around. Bregman's turning around, it looks like. Maybe Abreu's there. He's just not there yet. I just... I really think, Eric, there's something mental there. And when he swings and you look at his swing compared to 2020 in his MVP season, there's not a whole lot mechanical difference. I know his back foot seems to lift up quicker than it did previously. Um, it's not balanced. But you're right. He looks like he's falling over. Like he's not like how – I don't know. Like I don't okay, know how on. a guy like that guy – Yeah. <laughs> He watched he watched some Eric golf clips from last summer and he's like, maybe I'll try that. No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, he just looks way off balance. I think it's here. I think it's his back foot. And they've got to fix it. Look, slow start or not, at some point you have to deliver. And if Astros fans are booing him, come on, stop that. Like, I would like to see y'all get out there on the field and try. Look, you can be upset at a player. And but I just I don't I don't like the booing aspect. Leave that to crowds like New York, Boston, L.A., Chicago. Leave that to the big, big cities. Let our big city do our things and cheer our guys on. You can rant and rave and hoot and holler all you want to about, oh, we should have someone else in there. But don't boo the guy. If you want him to succeed, you want to beat him down verbally? Like, boo, you're terrible. Like, come on, man. I just – Abreu does need to get some work in. And can we quit calling for him to be sent down – to the minor leagues. Can we quit calling for Montero? I need to educate our fans a little bit. We keep telling the Astros to send down major leaguers that don't have minor league options. They're not rookies. <laughs> you can't send anybody down. So this is what you need to do. If you're not aware of who has made, who has options or not, go to baseball reference and look at their player profile. And it will say MILB, no options. Because there's a, there's a lot of fans that are randomly – calling for oh just send them down you can't send a guy down that doesn't have any options I that's called dfa and you exactly got yeah you want to get rid of tied up to you're, him well you're not going to dfa montero or bregman right. is what i'm saying so i'm just trying to help our fans because our fans for the most part really really smart they they help us out a lot on the show they follow us every day and look, um, I just want to say, Susan, she, she watches all the time. Um, she had, has been going through some difficult things. She commented on our YouTube channel, Eric, and she thanked us. And she said, thank y'all for being there every day for me going through some tough times right now. It's really helped pick my spirits up. So, Susan, thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate loyal listeners like yourself. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you for that, Susan. I saw that as well. And so I know that the uh, that we had Jose Altuve and Corpus Christi Hooks lineup with uh, Drew Gilbert. Is this something we're going to see at some point oh. this year for the Houston Astros? That would be nice. Um, maybe I don't, rushing hit him a little bit too much. Yeah, I don't think this year. But, dude, that's a studded lineup. Will Wagner, 
Drew yeah, Gilbert, that's a very Joey, Joey Liperfito, Joey Liperfito, Jose Altuve. I was like, this is a star-studded lineup. This is I got to get to Corpus. I got to go watch some hooks. Well, I don't again, think Altuve is going to be there for too long. No, but, um, but let's just a, yeah. Or we could just wait until they get up here to um, Sugarland. But hey, let me tell you about bird dogs. Okay, look, bird dogs are pretty freaking comfortable. Birddogs.com slash locked on MLB is where you want to go. And I can tell you that I've tried a pair of these on and I actually own a couple pair. I look better and I feel more about bird dogs. Their stretchy fabric makes my legs look great. That's right. And they're comfier than any other shorts or pants that I wear. They have this kind of versatility to them where you have the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course to a meeting on a date, hanging out with friends, whatever it is. I know that I like them because I like the comfort. I like the style, like the quality. And I don't have to worry about putting them in the wash and them coming out looking all mangled or looking discolored because they are made with some of the best fabrics. And Bird Dogs has just put together a quality product that's comfortable and versatile. So this is what I want you to do. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter the promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. That's right. I got one of those really cool, probably about a 30, $40 value right there by itself. You have to take the dive into bird dogs. You won't go wrong. They're stylish. They look good. And if you want to look good on the golf course, because maybe your game isn't there, check out birddogs.com. So that's locked on MLB. All right. Oh, there you go. Eric's got the Eric sporting the mug right there um, on the screen. So, yeah, man, good job, dude. I'm telling you, man, those shorts are comfortable. They're amazing. I'm going to have to get some more. Yeah, definitely something to look into and um, uh, definitely go check them out. And you know what? If you can't get to the game versus Cubs and you can't watch it, go and check out Sirius XM. You can catch every pitch of every game, hometown broadcast. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford on Sirius XM. Just download the SXM app and just search Astros and you can find, listen to all the play-by-play. Hopefully the Astros tomorrow with JP France on the mound will take care of business. So uh, go and search Astros and all the Locked on Astros podcasts will be available on the app as uh, soon as well. So um, let's go ahead and talk about the Corpus Christi hooks. We don't do that enough on here, Uh, but Drew Gilbert was playing center field, batting second. Some guy named Jose Tuve, as some guy at my work. No, some guy, no, some guy at my work was, is trying to relate to me. And so he, 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 he called the guy Tuve. I said Tuve. And I'm like, no, it's Altuve, but okay. Well, um, he's probably trying to say Tuve, like his like his nickname, like Tuve. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's so cute. now <laughs> I just now it's just a running joke. But um Altuve played second base and uh, led off, of course. Uh, but unfortunately he went 0 for four. Drew Gilbert went 0 for three with one walk, but they scored seven runs. Actually, he yeah. went 0 for five. Gilbert went one for four. He did get a hit. Oh, I must um, do. Okay. That's okay. Um, Hamilton had a had a home run tonight. Um, Stubbs was out there. Corona was out there. But dude, Rhett Kuba. Let's not let's not uh, overshadow this guy. Three and one right now. He went five innings, seven strikeouts. He basically is 
he's won three games in a row. This Rhett Kuba kid is awesome. He is out of he's out of the state of Texas. I believe he I believe he went to Dallas Baptist University. Um, but they've got some studs. They've got some really good players on this Corpus Christi Hooks team, and just Luperfito. All these guys um, are so actually yeah. He he went to Dallas Baptist and um, yeah, he was a twelfth round pick in twenty twenty one. So Rhett Kuba is someone to be to keep your eye out on him. Spencer Aragetti is doing it down there big in Corpus. So if you're in Corpus, like you've got to go check that out. It's a great field. Um, the players are personable. If you bring kids, they'll interact with you. Have your kids bring a baseball. They'll sign a baseball. They'll take pictures with you. It's a really great and interactive ballpark. All right. So Lance McCullers threw 37 pitches in a bullpen session today. Um, he said that he felt good. Uh, he was up to 92 miles per hour. His cutter was 88 to 89. I know that's not exactly where we want him, but he's still building up his arm strength. He still has not thrown any type of breaking pitches, but they're going to see how he feels tomorrow. If he feels good, he may throw live band practice Friday or Saturday. Uh, so we may see him start in the next maybe two weeks or so, maybe start thinking about a rehab start or two and get uh, stretched out. And But I, I think the big key will be when the Astros feel comfortable with him throwing the breaking pitches because that's where – that's his bread and butter, honestly, and that's where um, – he, he excels. And so if he can't throw the breaking pitches, but I'm watching a video right now and it just, it sounds good. It just sounds like crisp. I know it's only 92 miles per hour, but it's still. Uh, so he said that uh, if I come in tomorrow feeling good, there's no emergency flags, and which we're not expecting. I'll get on the hill sometime against some hitters really soon. So that's awesome. That is good to hear. And look, I think Lance McCullers may need to lean towards going away from trying to be a superpower pitcher, which he was starting to throw the changeup a lot more anyways, because the way he throws, he throws so violently. I just don't know how much his arm, his elbow can take going forward. And so I just, I think he's going to have to change his approach the way he not only delivers the ball, but the speed at which he tries to get it across the plate. Greg Maddox lengthened his career by doing this, and Greg Maddox was a master at it. And so that's definitely going to be interesting to see that. Um, Dorothy McGrew is asking us, where will Dubon go when Altuve returns? And I just think Dubon turns into your super utility guy where he'll be DH, he'll be in left field. Um, Altuve coming back, they will give him a day of rest probably the first two or three games he's in there. Um, Dubon will probably play some center field like he did last year. So they will move him around the diamond. They'll put him at shortstop to give Jeremy Pena, um, you know, to give him a break. So they're definitely going to get him in. Eric, he he is only th he's third in defensive runs saved, mm -hmm. six for second baseman. He is playing some of the best defense of all second basemen. He's he's hitting. He's in he's in the top in just about every category for second baseman in the entire league. So this isn't some fluke that Mauricio Dubon is just, oh, he just happens to be right here. I've got it. League leaders, batting leaders, second baseman, Mauricio Dubon, 292. He's hitting better than Marcus Simeon, Adam Frazier, and Glaber Torres. And he has, again, six defensive runs saved, which is second overall. 
So yeah. they're going to have to get him in the game, Eric. They can't keep this guy on the bench. He's got to somehow be worked in the lineup, which means that's going to be probably fewer at-bats for Jolks, a lot fewer at-bats for Hensley, um, things like that. So some other guys are going to have to have time sacrificed when Dubon gets in there because you've got to get him in this lineup. A counter to that, though, is um, that you you have to like what uh, Chaz McCormick can offer defensively. Uh, sometimes Jake Myers, I mean, he doesn't have the great greatest arm, but also Debon does have. While he has a 309 batting average, his OPS is 718, which is nothing to sneeze at. But uh, you would like a little bit more power. But he did have that double today. Uh, he had two doubles actually today. So if you get if he becomes a double machine, that's fine. Uh, if he's a single machine, that's fine too. But uh, if he's, you would, I just want a little bit more power from him. And that, that would be a little bit better. Cause well, well, I mean, he's not going to, I mean, he doesn't give you power. I mean, right. that's, that's not his, that's not his game. His game is right now being a solid defensive guy and being someone at the plate that gets a job done. I, I mean, right. And his I'm on base saying, percentage is better than his career, uh, his career average, which is uh, 294. Uh, he's at 329 right now. His batting yeah. average, of course, is higher 255 career, 309. His career OPS is 664, 718 right now. So, yes, he's having um, a career season. So, uh, let's see if he can continue this. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't see why not. I know he kind of – he started to fall off a little bit, but then he's picked it right back up. Um, he feels a place. But I get this sense from Dubon, though, like I get from a lot of players, is they are team first. And, yeah, they want to play. They're competitors. But they're going to go where Coach tells them. They're going to listen to Dusty. They respect Dusty. They're not like the fans who go, Dusty hates Chaz. Dusty put Chaz in double A because there's a conspiracy against Chaz. Nah, come on now. Like, really, you think a 72-year-old manager that's been in the league longer than most of us that were watching the game have been alive is going to have personal vendettas against players? I, I just, I think that's really petty. I think Dusty is the type of manager he likes his guys. It's not because he hates someone else. He just got certain guys that he's got a gut feeling about. And so Dubon is going to be one of those guys that, look, Dusty, if you put me in, I'm in. If not, I'm going to be ready. The second you call me, second inning, seventh inning, I'm your guy. And so that's what I like about Dubon. I think he's got a humility about him. He fits great in this clubhouse. Chaz and Jake seem to excel with this platooning. Yeah. And in left field, you got to give someone else time in left field, like Jolks and other guys, because you don't want Jordan out there every day in left right. field. And he has seemed to do pretty well this year at DH. Um, dude, he just continues to hit the ball when someone's on base. Why are y'all pitching to Jordan Alvarez? He, he's going to continue to punish the opponents. Uh, they like pain, they don't like smiling. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Astros will be pay- facing uh, Drew Smiley tomorrow. Uh, ah, and, there you go. And nice transition. Uh, JP, JP France will be on the mound. But before we move on to that, we do need to close out the show, but I do want to pull this up. Um, so this is the play that Chaz McCormick has. And if you look, the shadow of the ball is right there. Are you uh, trying to delegitimize Chaz's catch? No, I'm just trying Astros to say show? that it did hit the wall, but it just, I wanted <laughs> yeah, you, to, 
I want to draw out how amazing. Look how his air, how much airtime he has, and just how he's just like, like this could be the Major League Baseball new logo. Just him just doing this. Like this is just you, perfect. And you remind um, me of Michael Scott at the deposition. <laughs> where he's he's trying to Jan has him in the deposition to win her all this money and he every every time he says something it's like goes against the case like you're like look at the ball hitting the wall but look at the air that Chaz gets look at how <laughs> high he jumps that all was right. great so I love this show <laughs> uh, Drew Smiley is actually having a good season he's four and one with the three point zero five ERA thirty eight strikeouts. JP France, I had two starts, one and no record, 0.77 ERA, eight strikeouts. Jose Abreu has faced uh, Drew Smiley. He's actually batting. Ready for this? 545 and 11 at bats with one home run, three RBIs. You're telling me there's a chance. There is a chance. And like H Town 23 says, inconclusive, Eric. <laughs> Go watch, hey, it. go watch it. Go watch it 20 times. You know what? I refuse to watch it. I do not. Sometimes it's still I just catch. like. It doesn't matter. They still sometimes I like being. I, sometimes I like being ignorant to the facts. It's more fun that way. Bregman is also in nine at bats, batting 333 with a home there run and RBI. So in tomorrow's game, we're going to have two players that have not. Well, I guess Bregman has hit home run. Well, never mind. Well, Abreu is going to hit a home run in tomorrow's game if he's going to play. Oh, so you're making predictions now? Are we are we back to making predictions? Because I'm, I'm just I'm trying not... to get some positive mojo, and I actually did something for today's show. Talk for some a second. Okay, yeah. So someone asked where the mustache is. I actually purchased fake mustaches. Eric was right. I'm not willing to shave this yet. Um, I need to get things a little bit more established with Mr. JP before I do that, and so. I'm not ready to do that. I'm, I'm still in school and um, there's only so much ribbing from seventh graders I can take in one year. <laughs> okay. I would like to introduce you to Jabu, the um, rally. Uh... <laughs> what? Hippo. You should have cleared this with management before. <laughs> Job. No, Eric. Jabu, Jabu the hippo. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I'm I was trying to find a stuffed animal that uh, I, we can use as something to get uh, Brayu a hit in a game. It didn't work uh, during our live broadcast, but um, I thought it was funny. But um, so Eric, hey, I love the idea. Good job, buddy. And Brandon had like two old fashioned bobbleheads as his Jabu. And we go. looked up how much it would cost to actually buy one. And they're actually like $60. So, oh, man. Yeah, I don't have I don't have any like. I don't know. Maybe we could break out the. Uh, I could break out the, the Grogu, um, super, like yeah. Funko Pop behind me or something. But I don't know. I don't want to take out all the box. It might not be worth anything. Yeah. But hey, you know what, Eric? This has been a fun show. Um, what what a great game. Uh, the Astros are going for the sweep. I'm looking forward to go watch JP France in person. I'm H. Wheelhouse. This is the Locked On Astros podcast. He is Eric the Man Heisman. You can find him at Eric Talk Strohs. Remember, you're a team every day. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out on all mediums. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You get a chance. And as always, Eric, tell them. Maldi is my favorite catcher. And let's have Mauricio Dubon as our everyday center fielder when Altivia comes back. Is that what you want me to say? No, you're just supposed to say, go Strohs. Go Strohs. <laughs>